Hi, this is Joni Beauville, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts, with a reminder that James Moses Black will join us later on in the hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll continue with this encore presentation of our January 2019 conversation with Titus Welliber, star of Amazon Prime's Bosch and the Amazon Freebie spinoff series Bosch Legacy. We're talking about how at the end of a season, inevitably, your body breaks down. And I can understand why, because even though I'm new to the Bosch world i watched the first half of season one last night and if season one is typical of the other seasons of bosch there's a lot of night shooting which tests the body and you're on screen like 90 percent of the time so that's a demanding role isn't it yeah but in the best possible way yes I mean, you know i always sort of thought that when i've done other series in number two three four five six seven eight twenty five on the call sheet mm-hmm I've been asked that. Oh my gosh! You know, you must be. Well, it's it's the same job that I've ever done as an actor. It's just a lot more hours. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine because you know what I typically realize it's just one of those things where when that which you do to make your living is your sustenance mm-hmm. in the absolute definition of the word. If I'm not working, and there have been times when I come off the show and I'm really really tired, and I will, I typically will take. You know, we get done around the first week of December. Mm-hmm. I'll decompress and I'll sort of run to the airplane and fly back um, east to, uh, to, we have a home in northwestern Connecticut, mm-hmm. up in the boonies. And I will run there just to completely decompress. And it's not to necessarily sleep late or anything like that. I just go there because it's really quiet mm-hmm. and there's a tremendous amount of solitude. And I, you know, I walk in the woods and sometimes just sit outside. Some of that informs paintings later on, but it is demanding, but it's also one of those things where, thankfully, I've been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm still, um, that experience of going to work every day and being excited is there, 100%, and that's not always the case. Throughout my career, I've been a guest star in lots of shows and seen the lead actress on the shows, and the show's great, and they're good people and all that, but you can tell they're not, they're not loving it. I love it. Now, I'm also shooting 10 episodes mm-hmm. a season. I'm not shooting 22 or 26. Right. It's not that I would love it any less, but the... Uh, well, no, the demands of shooting a 10-episode series is not the same as a 22-episode series and a 22-episode network series, which is a whole different ball of wax. But you just anticipated one of my questions, Titus, which is having worked on many other films and many other TV shows, you had a chance to observe the lead sets the tone on a series. And now that you are the lead of your own series, it sounds like you've brought what you've learned from your other experiences and you apply it as the leader on your own set. Well, I'm a big believer in that it's a lot of hard work. The Mm -hmm. hours are really, really long and it's a process. You know, it's it's a process. We're not doing a puppet show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it requires tremendous uh, commitment of time and, and extremely hard work. I also say, you know, I can sit here and piss and moan like a baby and go, oh, I'm tired. Well, yeah, everybody's tired. So if I'm tired and I'm there for 16 hours 
shooting, we'll mm-hmm. say. And some days are, are very much that. Yeah, and fi- there are and other people that have been there for the hair and makeup people have been there two hours, sometimes three hours mm-hmm. prior to my arrival, mm-hmm. because they've got to come in and prepare a whole bunch of other uh, people for the day. We have teamsters, we have grips, electrics. I mean, it, it's a huge machine. We've been really fortunate that there's been very minimal turnaround. I mean. The people that are on the show now and our crew are mm-hmm. the same people, a lot of them that were on the pilot mm-hmm. and or the first season. And while I'm sure they would love to be doing 22 episodes just from from the standpoint of that steady work, they go off and do other shows intermittently. And a lot of them end up on, a bunch of our guys were all together on Get Shorty. Mm-hmm. I give them a shout out just because I've got a bunch of friends on that show and and I think it's a great show. A bunch of our crew were over there. A bunch of our crew ended up over on the Orville. And some of them over on uh, Jack Ryan. I ran into Arnold Boslu, who we had in season three of Bosch. Great actor. Most notably, The Mummy films. He was Emotep. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful actor. He was off um, doing Jack Ryan, another Amazon show, and my friend John Krasinski and Wendell Pierce. So it's everybody can kind of jump around and stay steady and then kind of boomerang back. Years ago, I did an episode of NCIS, mm-hmm. and I was really taken by how Mark Harmon was with the crew. Um, it was a really pleasurable experience. The people were sweet. The crew were all working hard, but everyone was having a good time. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of the thing of when you're going to go and look at a at a school for your child, and when you see a bunch of kids that are engaged and they're running around and they're smiling, you think to yourself, yeah, well, this is where I'd like my child to go to school. And when you go to a set and people are smiling and laughing and not losing their sense of humor yeah. of the, the quest to get the work completed, you go, that's what I want. And I saw that and I thought, if when I'm doing a series, that's how I want it to be. And it was interesting because actually Mark's son, who does stunts, came in this season and you know I was talking to him and I did one of the things that I said to him was I I've worked with a lot of people in the business and I have to say your father was an inspiration treated everybody with tremendous kindness and not in an artificial way yeah peer leading or anything like that so that's how it should be so that's a long-winded no it's creating an environment where people want to be there yeah because I've been on sets where actors don't talk to each other because mm-hmm. they can't stand each other they're fighting with producers and they're fighting with writers and they're grumbling and, and you can see it in the crew and it's endless drudgery and pain and people just kind of servicing a paycheck. We've all done jobs like that mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that job. You know, I, I mean, do I hate looking at the call sheet or the advanced schedule and seeing that we're going to be four nights at the Bosch house? <laughs> you know, we're, and, we did a, and we did a fair amount. One of the first things I did on my first read of the pilot script for Bosch was I went back and looked in the script to see how many scenes said exterior night. (laughs) What I knew that I didn't want to do was sign up for a Michael Mann nightmare (laughs) where, you know, I'm basically a vampire because it it does. It absolutely screws with your equilibrium and and it's hard. You know, it's hard to bounce back. But we found a way to kind of, um, Frankie Tignini, who's in charge of all of that, really has figured out a way and a formula to do that so that the crew doesn't.
lose their minds or burn out. It still doesn't make it any more fun. And, you know, we're doing a show about a guy who investigates homicide. <laughs> we're not, you know, I'm not, we're not doing the reboot of Magnum in Hawaii. Exactly, exactly. You know, we're in Boyle Heights at 5 in the morning mm-hmm. and going, oh, that's, that's an amazing smell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you can't bottle that. You know, or, or, you know if, if you could, I, I, when I was a teenager, I wish you could have bottled that. Yeah. I would have sought some revenge against my... <laughs> We're talking to Titus Welliver. Titus Welliver, the star of the Amazon Prime series, Bosch. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. As I said, I'm halfway through season one. Jason Gedrick is the main antagonist in season one. Yeah. And Jerry Ryan has a pivotal role in season two. You worked with Jason on, I forget, it was a short Falcone. Falcone. You, you worked with Jason on Falcone, and you worked with Jerry on Star Trek Voyager, I would imagine as an actor, it can be very beneficial to work with an actor that you've worked with before, because that way you could just focus on the work, the character, what you have to do when you're shooting scenes together. Oh, absolutely. And Jason and I, when we did Falcone, we worked together a lot. I mean, we were the two leads of that series, so we worked together a lot and became really, really good friends. And I had nothing to do with the casting of him. They threw his name out, ultimately, for the Waits character. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's a great idea. Have you talked to him about it? Because the character of Waits is not what we've seen Jason play in the past. Yeah, I mean, I always think of him in season one of Murder One, where he was this Yeah, Murder of- One yeah. and The Last Dawn. And, you know, he always played these very um, cool... Um, you know, he's a very handsome guy. He has great presence on screen. But his performance, his weights, was really... Riveting. Uh, yeah, phenomenal. He yeah. Did a great job. And I teased him about it. I said, yeah, you see what happens? You want to mix it up a little bit? And I said, this will come out. You're going to get offered every crazy ass. <laughs> and, you know, and he said to me, that's okay. Yeah. You know, I said, yeah, but, you know, that's that becomes the thing. Yeah. Then you have to make the decision how many times you want to try to reinvent that wheel. Yeah. And Jerry Ryan, I can't even really remember if I had any dialogue exchange with her at all in Voyager. I did two episodes. I did the finale and then the season opener. Mm-hmm. But she and I became friends on Voyager. That's where we met. Mm-hmm. We became really, really good friends. And I think that was because we realized that we were kindred spirits mm-hmm. and that we were complete goofballs and when people come up to after i did the show they would say oh and you worked with jerry ryan she really intense and i went no she said why well you know i went yeah that's the character she plays exactly it's called acting she's like (laughs) she's a borg who's been rehabilitated that's not jerry jerry's hilarious i get the same thing with lance reddick people so often will say oh it must be very intense working with lance reddick and i go no, we don't. Like, do you guys do all this preparation? I say, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll discuss the scene, but we're not usually talking about the scene. We're usually talking about comic books. Yeah. And they go, what? And I say, yeah, Lance and I are absolute comic book, pop culture, Marvel Comics, crazy people. And that's where we go down the rabbit hole to when they go, hey, guys, we're ready for you now. 
And we go, oh, yeah, we'll be there in a minute. We're just talking about Iron Man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I've, I've destroyed that mystique of the committed artist, right? We're well, talking about comic books. Yeah, well, look, you know, just going back to Bosch, if you are Harry Bosch 24-7, uh, even, even, even when the camera's not rolling, I mean, that would take no, a, I, Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I'd also probably be in a mental health <laughs> talking to Titus Welliver. Titus Welliver, the star of the Amazon Prime series, Bosch. Season 5 of Bosch will premiere sometime later in 2019, while the first four seasons of Bosch are available right now for streaming on demand on Amazon Prime. You can follow Titus on Twitter at Welliver underscore Titus, as well as on Instagram at Titus Welliver Official and at Welliver Art. You mentioned talking comic books with your co-star on Bosch, Lance Reddick. I understand that one of the things you do to decompress when the spirit moves you is you binge watch old TV shows from the 60s. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you have any favorites? I mean, I kind of run the whole... I recently went on a Julie Anderson thing where I did Fireball and all the Thunderbirds, Captain Scarlet, Joe 90. Oh, yeah. Um, so I went through that. That's a, I, I have to say, this is not because I want to. You know, Shot Factory, they bring, do a lot of horror and science fiction films. Y- yes, yes, they do. Yeah. And I'm mad for them. Well, they've got their own channel on mm-hmm. Amazon. Yeah, uh, Shot Factory TV, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I've lost my mind. Gary <laughs> 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 and then there were several. So, and then after that, Juliet Landau, Martin Landau and Barbara Bain's daughter, mm-hmm. is a... a has a really great role in this season of Bosch. She's fantastic. And I'm very happy for her when she the beautiful work that she does. But I did both seasons of Space 1999, and then I'm sitting there and I forgot. I'm like, oh my God, that's Roy Dotris. Mm-hmm. All these great guest actors. And I thought that show was, was really, really, I don't know, I love it. I mean, I love sci-fi. It's very interesting stuff. It's really resonated. Uh, I've been watching Dark Shadows. If you remember that one, yes. not the Tim Burton film, but no, the old no, with, opera. with uh, Jonathan Fritt and Catherine Lee Scott and yeah. and all that, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm always in the process of looking at those old shows. I did a Honey West binge. My kids really like the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible flicks. I said, yeah, they're great. You should watch the the show. Yeah, and we started watching uh, Mission Impossible again. Stephen Hill, who you know was a great actor, and then, of course, kind of did Mission Impossible, and then kind of went away for a while and came back in Law and Order. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the great, I sort of look at his work, and I go, why Why wasn't this guy just working nonstop? So we did a few seasons of that. Yeah, I'm always, the, you know, green horn up, and we go back and look at the Bozier stuff. We've got the uh, Captain Marvel movies. Well, there's the Marvel one, and then there's also the Shazam. Yes. Captain Marvel. And, um, so my sons were very excited about that. I said, well, there was a Saturday morning show. Yeah. So I found it on DVD and I gave it to my middle child. And uh, it's funny because 
it's a bit cheesy. Yeah. But it's still, you know, and then we went into that to the far out space nut, bounced <laughs> over to H.R. Puff and stuff, and I was like, so what's, what's cool is that with my son, they're always game to, for any of that. Mm-hmm. Provided, I mean, it's an equal exchange. My daughter tends to kind of roll her eyes and go, Ooh. <laughs> uh, she's not as, as into it, but they'll, they'll sit down and binge Johnny Quest and, you know, cartoons from the 60s and the 70s and some stuff that, you know, I forget. Marty Cross stuff. I mean, that was such a great steady diet mm-hmm. of shows that they put out. And of course, they brought back Sigmund and the Sea Monster mm-hmm. last year. And Electro Woman. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, um, was it Deirdre Hall who yeah. played? Yes, she was yeah, she, yeah. in the original. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of those confusing shows you watch as a kid and you go, why do I like this show so much? I'm a boy. Yes. <laughs> I've got all the theme songs bubbling in my head at the moment, but I won't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's very easy. I actually, it's all the um, Johnny Quest, not only the, the opening theme and the closing theme, but the incidental music uh-huh. and the, the underlaid music is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think that's one of the the best cartoon openings of all time is the Johnny Quest theme, I think. My friend John Burlingame, who covers music for Variety and a lot of the trade publications, he would agree with you. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's really good. <laughs> um, you know, that was the thing. Interesting that you look back at those shows that Hanna-Barbera did. I mean, even, I can remember going to a concert years ago, and they did the Flintstones opening theme. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they did it without the, the song. They were just playing the music. And it's a tight piece of music. It's really tight. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. There was a different level of uh, commitment back then. You know, it was not these kind of silly little which is not to deny or diminish the, no, no, no. the silly little songs, but there was good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Okay, final question. Season 5 of Bosch will premiere sometime in 2019. and We pulled all the stops out in Season 5. I think we took it to a whole different level, and I think people, um, the stakes and, and the peril are as high, if not higher, than they've ever been for the character. So I'm really interested to see how the audience handles that because uh you know harry bosch undercover he's not an undercover cop there's some really really intense stuff and a lot of great guest actors as i said we've got juliette landau maybe rogers comes back see thomas howell came to play bess armstrong some really really great great actors that came to swing as well so get ready for that and if you haven't watched all four seasons of bosch you can get ready for season five by Binge watching by going back to seasons one, two, three, and four. They're all available season four streaming on demand at Amazon Prime. Titus Williver, thank you so much for joining us, spending part of your day today. I hope you'll visit us again on TV Confidential. I will absolutely do that, and it was a, it was a great pleasure. And thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. James Moses Black will join us when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. 
This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.